Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good evening, everyone. This <clears throat> this is, of course, 
Wednesday, December 30th, 2020, and welcome to episode 931 and the final edition of the Mothership Broadcast for 2020 of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com. Yes, yes, friends, I'm referring to the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. <clears throat> we, of course, will start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment, filling in for our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, who is, of course, King NWO Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman Jared D. Geralmo, will be our friends at 411 Mania. <clears throat> .com here tonight, uh, but on the on of course our talk show chat box here this evening, ladies and gentlemen, bringing us our wrestling news and views, wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here, of course, here this evening is the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, of course, is is a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer, a multiple-time title holder in the Trivia Championship Series. Also, of course, the founder of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated, of course, on Facebook, and also part of the broadcast team, which brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. John, we welcome you, sir. Of course, thank you for being here with us here this evening. We hope to have a few more folks pop in on the line here, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we had to talk about here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND, the magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we had to talk about here this evening. Of course, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays here this evening, we will, of course... We will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, bring you, of course, any any and all results that we have, of course, that we have, of course, here uh, as far as AEW Dynamite and NXT goes here this evening. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we plan on bringing you some any more updates, of course, concerning our our three uh, poll matches on our pay-per-view prediction center page, <clears throat> which, of course, includes. Uh, two title defenses by our own right here, Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, as well as, of course, a um, uh, poll match for the new WCWS Grapple Mania Championship. We will, of course, like I said, bring you some results about that here coming up here here during tonight's broadcast. Uh, speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, it is now 9.02 p.m. Eastern Time. As we said, of course, Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. I will go ahead and point out that episode 931 of Revolution will be, of course, the final Revolution of 2020, as Friday's edition will be, of course, the very first one of 2021. Let us now go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, start get things started here with our wrestling news and views here segment. And, of course, as always, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WCWS Radio Network to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in, uh, of course, in addition to Revolution right here, also, of course, on Wolfpack, Raw Radio, as well as Outside the Ropes, <coughs> Power Hour, as well as WCWS This Morning, among other shows. 
Let's go ahead and get you our first story here of the evening coming to us from Jeremy Thomas as The Undertaker is doing a private signing appearance that uh, coming up here next month. The Undertaker is set to do a private signing event with signed by superstars. The company announced on Facebook on Tuesday that the dead man will be part of his second signing for them late next month. The announcement reads as follows. Signed by Superstars will be doing another Spider-Man Sports exclusive private autograph signing with The Undertaker. It takes place in late January, and you can now pre-order your own Undertaker autograph directly from SBS. We will be offering Undertaker pop figures and official WWE photo file 8x10 high-quality glossy photos. The prices of each product will include the item, the autographed JSA certification, and photo pop protector. Personalizations and requested marker color will not be available. All items will be shipped back to our office after the signing and will be shipped to our customers in late January 2021 or early February 2021. If you order an Undertaker item with other items from our site, you'll be charged additional shipping to have them sent separately. If you have your own item to be autographed, we invite you to mail them in. We will invoice you for the autograph, which is $204 each, which includes an autograph and JSA certification, plus shipping through our website. Please have an account on our website, which is signed by superstars.com. Mail your items to SBS uh, Undertaker, P.O. Box 797, Langhorne, L A N G H O R N E, Pennsylvania, 19047. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you get an opportunity, like I said, take part in this. And like I said, this is uh, this was posted here. Uh, <clears throat> uh, this was posted here, of course, like I said. Um, like I said, Signed by Superstars is doing this. So be sure to, of course, uh, check out their post, of course, on Facebook if you wish to get some more information about that. And you could you could earn like I said a you could earn a uh, <clears throat> a piece of wrestling history right there. One story that just came in, ladies and gentlemen, from uh, Jeremy Thomas, as the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic is returning in 2021. The Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic will be making its return next year. It was announced on tonight's NXT that the tournament will be returning next year with brackets and competitors set to be revealed on next week's New Year's Evil episode of the show. Here is WWE.com's announcement. The Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic is back. As announced on tonight's NXT, the 2021 edition of the tournament, honoring the late WWE Hall of Famer and one of the pioneers behind NXT's success, will commence in two weeks on NXT. The winners earn a NXT Tag Team Championship opportunity. Brackets and competitors will be revealed next week on NXT New Year's Evil. The unlikely duo of Pete Dunne and Riddle won last year's Dusty Classic, and they went on to defeat the Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team titles at NXT TakeOver Portland. Other previous winners include Ricochet and Aleister Black, current NXT champion Finn Balor and also Samoa Joe, and the Undisputed Era's Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Who will raise the Dusty Cup this time around? Find out by, of course, tuning in to NXT, of course, uh, every Wednesday at 8, 7 central on USA Network. 
So check that out, right? So like I said, as we'll be making this return here in 2021, folks. Our next story, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jeremy Thomas has this story as Mike Knox is a name we haven't heard about in a long time. Recalls working with CM Punk, says his opinion of him quickly changed after their first match. Mike Knox had a few run-ins when when they were uh, in the WWE version of ECW, and he recalled working with CM Punk while speaking with Dr. Chris Featherstone on Sportskedia's Unscripted. You can check out the video on this page along with some highlights courtesy of the site. We do give credit to Sportskedia's Unscripted, of course, for this interview. On working with CM Punk in ECW, Mike Knox says, It was awesome working with Punk. I never really got to work with him before that. We'd both been bounced around for a long time, maybe 18 years before we finally got up to finally meeting each other. We never met. We never played around in the ring or nothing. On their first match, Mike Knox says, I remember the first time that we wrestled, I missed like two or three planes, and it was just one of those nightmare days. To get there, I was changing in the car to the arena because the music was on, and he was already out in the ring. And I had to jump out of the car. And run, yeah, we ran to the ring, did everything. Lost art, calling it in the ring. Everything, every single thing, including the finish. Before when I was in Deep South, it was on tape, and I was just like, I don't get it. What's the big deal, man? I don't think he's that good. I don't understand why everybody's talking about him. And I went out there, and we did his ever since. Uh, oh, that's what it is. Okay, duh. All right. So, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll post this, of course, WCWS interview corner if you want to. Of course, check out the interview that Dr. Chris Featherstone did with, of course, uh, uh, former ECW talent uh, Mike Knox. And this was, of course, WWE's version of uh, ECW, by the way. Also, 411 Mania is, of course... uh, is, is providing coverage for both NXT and AEW Dynamite. So if you want to check those out, there's an on here as well. Uh, going, going, of course, going, of course, to our uh, <clears throat> going, of course, and after, of course, our continuing talk about Brody Lee. Jeremy Thomas has this story as Brody Lee's wife comments on tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. Tonight's AEW Dynamite is a celebration of Brody Lee's life. And Lee's wife took to social media to comment on the episode. Amanda posted to her Instagram thoughts on the show and asked fans to tune in to celebrate Lee. And here is the here is the post. Uh, Miss Huber did write tonight on at team at at all elite wrestling is paying tribute to at Brody Lee. The entire at AEW on TNT top to bottom is thought out with so much love and care. It is going to be emotional and overwhelmingly the, the most beautiful way possible. I urge you to tune in to celebrate the most amazing person of love. Of course, <clears throat> of course, here, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of great matches, of course, going on. I'm sure you right now, even as we speak. So be sure to, of course, um, be sure to, of course, like I said, uh, uh, check, be sure to definitely, of course, uh, like I said, check check that out here, of course, here as well. And of course, I believe the show is currently on right now. Even as we'll definitely do some get some discussion in about that in here in just a few moments. 
<clears throat> Next story here, Jeremy Thomas posted this story about music, music sensation Poppy being interviewed about performing at the Halloween Havoc show with Io Shirai. Poppy made a splash when she performed Io Shirai's theme at NXT Halloween Havoc, and she discussed the experience in a new interview. The singer spoke with Spin about her 2020 and discussed her working with WWE, and here are some of the highlights. And, of course, like I said, we give credit to Spin, of course, for this interview. On performing at Halloween Havoc, Poppy did say, I played Scary Mask now twice on Halloween. First time was awesome. That was in the middle of a marathon run, but I absolutely wanted to do it. I played a show and then went to Florida to play Scary Mask, ran to the airport to fly to London and play a NME event, came back and played another show to pick up on the rest of the tour. It was awesome. I didn't sleep for like four days. I played the intro music for Io Shirai, and we've, and we've become friends. She's one of my favorite wrestlers now. She had a bit recently where she put a trash can over her head and jumped into a group of girls during a match, which was awesome. I love wrestling, so when I had an invitation to come play, I had to do it. I wanted to work with WWE for a long time. Poppy did say that that was also one of my side dreams from, from a very long time ago. I wanted to work with WWE. I got the idea after I saw Paul Rubens, of course, better known as Pee Wee Herman, making an appearance on WWE back in the day. They used my music in a video game for a couple of intro songs and then invited me to play. I think I've done it three or four times now. Before the 2020 appearance, I had to go through some pretty intensive testing and screens because they run a very tight ship. Everyone had to wear masks. It was a whole process. But I was cleared, and it happened. So, obviously here, <clears throat> obviously, of course, like I said, you know, even, this, even of course, despite all this going on, the celebrities are getting an opportunity to live out, of course, some big-time dreams. Going back to, of course, our talk about Brody Lee, Jeremy Thomas posted this story as AEW is releasing a Brody Lee t-shirt to, uh, on tonight to benefit Brody Lee's family. AEW is set to release a t-shirt in honor of Brody Lee with the proceeds going to Lee's family. PW Insider reports that the company will release the following shirt in honor of Lee, of course, that actually started, of course, at 7 o'clock. The shirt will be available at shopaew.com with all proceeds going directly to Lee's family. Of note, among the top seven items of the week listed on Shop AEW right now, the top seven are all Brody Lee shirts, and number nine and ten are Dark Order items. And number eight, believe it or not, is the new shirt for uh, with for Sting, believe it or not. But uh, but that's good. Right? AEW is stepping up to the plate here, ladies and gentlemen, and and helping, of course, uh, Brody Lee's family get through, of course, a very difficult time. So that is that is very, very cool there in, indeed. Jeffrey Harris posted this story as we have a backstage update on a new multi-year WWE contract for Matt Riddle. As previously reported by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, WWE was said to be looking to lock down Matt Riddle for a new contract. Both parties were rumored to be more or less agreed on a new three-year deal that would pay out $400,000 a year guaranteed to Riddle. A new update from FIFO Select has some additional details. Based on the new update, Riddle is rumored to have already re-upped with WWE for his new multi-year contract. According to the update from FIFO, Riddle was reportedly not very interested in the initial offer he was given. It seems after new terms were brought forth to him, he was expected to sign the deal 
as the year comes to a close. WWE officials reportedly wanted Riddle to sign his new contract before the start of 2021. The sources from within the company are saying that Riddle signed his new contract last week. Before Matt Riddle re-upped, he was still on his previous contract that was originally due to expire in August 2021. That was his original WWE deal that he signed back in 2018. The previous Observer Newsletter report on Riddle's new contract noted that Riddle would stand to make $50,000 for every WWE event in Saudi Arabia that he works. Hmm. Okay. Joseph Lee has this story right here as Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan praises both Drew McIntyre and also, believe it or not, Matt Riddle. While speaking to Top Sports, Alex McCarthy and, and Maddie Paddock, WWE Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan had big praise for WWE Champion Drew McIntyre as well as Matt Riddle. On Drew McIntyre, Hogan said, I watched Drew McIntyre in the years of training and in-ring experience. Now he's as legit as they come. He's got the eye of the tiger look in his eyes. He's got the body of a god. His work is solid. Everything he does is spot on. His interviews are good. When asked about Matt Riddle, he says, I've been watching him, and he's really got good instincts. He's really got a good aptitude for understanding what needs to be done. He would be the next one I'd put my money on. And, of course, Alex McCarthy did say this in his tweet, of course, here today, if you want to check that out, at Alex capital M underscore talk sport. If you want to check that out. <clears throat> and of course, also we give you a little bit of praise to talk sport, of course, for, for that, uh, for, for that, uh, dis that discussion by Hulk Hogan. And one more quick story here before we go, uh, before we change things over to our history and birthdays, Joseph Lee has one last story. Uh, Sean Wattman said he's been cleared of hepatitis C and he actually wants one last run in wrestling. In the last episode of his X-Pac 12360 podcast, the transcript is right here via FIFA, Sean Wallman says he has been cleared of having hepatitis C and is hoping to go on one last run as a wrestler. Back in July of last year, he said that he was done with wrestling. Now he's hoping to get an ACL issue corrected for one last run in 2021. He said the following, I had hepatitis C for a long time. I tested positive for it when I came back to TNA. After that, I couldn't get cleared in certain states with athletic commissions. So TNA and WWE couldn't really have me in matches. I would just do little matches, nothing serious, no blood or anything. Now I'm cured, everyone. Just this year, I hadn't mentioned it publicly. It costs $100,000 for treatment. It's $1,000 a pill, one pill every day. I feel great. Some people are going, how come he never came back? That's the reason. Now that's clear. I'm going to get my knee fixed. I have a torn ACL since the turn by 2008 or something. I'm going to get that fixed. And sometime next year, I'll put myself on the market. Have a few more matches. Everyone thinks they have one more run left in them. Anywhere I run, it had to be a sprint. I could do a regular schedule. I don't know if I want to. I probably got half a dozen good hard matches in me. When I tore my ACL, I had some really good matches even with that. I just want to get it fixed. It's not that I can't have matches with it. If I'm going to do a last run, I want that to be fixed. So we hope to see him, of course, possibly back in the ring going against some of the younger talent here. That would be, that would be very cool to see that happen here, folks. So we hope to, of course, see him come back um, in the ring here, of course, here very, very soon. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there with your uh, wrestling news and views here 
for the final rev revolution, of course, of 2020. Of course, we do thank our friends for 411 Mania for helping us for stepping in and provide helping us provide your uh, wrestling uh, news stories here, of course, here of the day. Of course, filling in for our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, of course, King Ice, who is, of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman Jared D. Geralmo. Of course, they bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WCWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape cannot beat that old-fashioned combination, nor would we ever even try to do so, have never tried to do so for the past Five years, and we hope, of course, to get King Eyes back together as one at some point here to bring us, of course, uh, any more wrestling. Of course, your wrestling news, of course, here in 2021. Now let's see what John has here in our wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here for today, uh, December the 30th. On this date here in 1997, at a Rawls War taping from New Haven, Connecticut. Jeff Jarrett regained the NWA North American Championship by defeating Barry Windham. This episode that aired on January 5th, 1998 would be most remembered for Stone Cold Steve Austin's infamous stunner barrage, stunning anyone and everything in his path who considered him a threat to win the 1998 Royal Rumble match later in the month. On this date here, ladies and gentlemen, in, yes, in 1998, longtime promoter passed away at the age of 93. Mushnick was elected president of the NWA in 1950, a position that he held for 22 of the next 25 years. Remote cards until he retired on January the 1st, 1982. On December 30th, 1998, he passed away from a car accident, but he made his first WWF appearance on October 5th, 1997 at Bad Blood Pay-Per-View. Gentlemen, in 1999 on SmackDown, Chris Jericho and China fight for the Intercontinental title with both superstar shoulders counted on the mat. In 2000, Stephanie McMahon declared that both Jericho and China would be co Intercontinental champions. On this date here in 2003, at a SmackDown taping in Laredo, Texas, Tajiri defeated Rey Mysterio to win the Cruiserweight title and also the first appearance of Kurt Angle since the 2003 Survivor Series. On this date, ladies and gentlemen, in 2005, on SmackDown, M&M defeated the team of Batista and Rey Mysterio to pick up the WWE Tag Team title with the interference from Mark Henry. This is Mark Henry's first WWE appearance since February of 2004, and his first appearance on SmackDown since 2002. On this date here in 2013 on Raw, Brock Lesnar returns to the WWE for the first time since SummerSlam <clears throat> of, 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 of course, 2013. And also Daniel Bryan is forced to join. The also on that same day, May Young, she would be taken off life support on January 9th, 2014, and placed in hospice care and sat on January the 14th, 2014. On his date in 2019 on Raw featured the infamous wedding with, of course, Liv Morgan and Rusev interrupting the proceedings. Fortunately, the Lashley-Lana marriage lasts for six months when Lashley joins the Hurt Business. 
Also, we have a couple of wrestling birthdays here. Happy 30th birthday to current AEW superstar Ray Phoenix. And also happy 53rd birthday to PCO. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have history and birthdays here for today, December the 30th. On a date in 1731, the first music concert is held in Boston, Massachusetts at Peter Pelham's Sixteen, the Treaty of St. Louis is proclaimed. On a day in 1896, Ernie McClay scores a Montreal victorious, beat the Winnipeg victorious 6-5. The first SC Challenge game played outside of Montreal. On a day in 1908, the Spurs Edmonton HC 14-9 uh, in two-game challenge series at the Stanley Cup. On a state in <coughs> In 1934, the New York Rangers and Boston Bruins battle out a 0-0 tie, first of a 37-game overtime undefeated streak for the Bruins. That's the longest in NHL history. On this day in 1941, Winston Churchill states, Britain will never surrender to Hitler and his Nazi gang. On this day in 1956, the New York Giants beat the Chicago Bears 47-7 to win their fourth NFL title. On this day in 1962, the Green Bay Packers defeated the New York Giants 16-7. On this day in 1963, the game show Let's Make a Deal debuts on NBC. It has stayed on TV for 57 years. Of course, currently on its own CBS, hosted by former Whose Line Is It Anyway star uh, Wayne. Uh, of course, on this day in 1967, the Beatles' Hello, Goodbye single goes number one and stays number on this day in 1968, Frank Sinatra records the song, My Way. On this day in 1972, Richard Nixon halts bomb bombing of North Vietnam and announces peace talks. On this day in 1973, the Miami Dolphins beat the Oakland Raiders for the AFC Championship 2710. On this day, the Minnesota Vikings defeat the Dallas Cowboys for the NFL title 2017. Uh, on this day in 1974, the Beatles are legally disbanded. Legal Beatles have been disbanded for four years since April 10, 1970. There was no reunion with the group in the late 1970s as well. And even, of course, on December 8, 1980, when John Lennon is murdered by a gunshot. On this day in 1980, the wonderful world of Disney makes its last, makes its last uh, appearance on NBC. On this day in 1981, Wayne Gretzky scores five goals and assists in Edmonton 7-5 win over Philadelphia. It gives Gretzky 50 goals in 39 games, the fastest 50 and 50 in NHL history. Also sets NHL record with 15-game assist streak. On this day in 2008, Mike Shanahan is fired by the Denver Broncos, and also he's replaced with uh, Justin Lewis Fleming. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Also, this day in 2013, Mike Shanahan once again is also fired, but this time it's by the Washington Redskins. This time he's replaced by the human suplex machine, John Gross. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. On this day in 2018, Patrick Mahonis becomes only the second quarterback in NFL history to throw for 5,000 yards and 50 and 50 touchdowns. And, of course, we have some legendary sports birthdays here. Happy 36th birthday to LeBron James. Of course, he started his sports career in 2003 in the 03 NBA draft. He started his rise as a superstar in 2004. James would sign with the Miami Heat on July 8, 2010. 
stayed with Chris Bosch and Dwayne Wade, the real NWO of basketball. <laughs> okay, that's a good way to put it. The team won back-to-back -back championships in 2011 and 2013. James returned home to the Cavaliers on July 12, 2014, and eventually end their championship drought. James would then join the L.A. Lakers on July 9, 2018, and stayed there ever since and where the team won the, the championship, of course, this year. Also, happy 45th birthday to Tiger Woods. Woods started golfing, his golfing career at the age of 20 in 1996 and was named Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year. On April 13, 1997, he won his first Masters at the age of 21. We all remember that moment right there. Woods would finish 1999 by having eight wins, including the PGA Championship, after a lackluster 1998, Woods would continue to win six more events in 2000. Also earned himself another Masters win in 2000, 2001. Woods continued to dominate from 2001 and 2002. But Woods' career hit a slump as he didn't win in 2003 or 04. I had a resurgence in 05 by winning six PGA Tour events. Woods continued his excellence of dominance in 2007-2008, but underwent niece underwent knee surgery, of course, in 2008. Woods returned to the golfing, returned to golfing in 2009, but legal problems got him in trouble and started to spiral down. In 2012, he won the Arnold Palmer Invitational and also won the Farmers Insurance Open in 2013. Woods would continue to have his ups and downs. On April 14, 2019, he would win the Masters, which was his first win since 2008, his major first major championship win, we should say since 2008. Woods actually is set to be inducted into the 2021 Hall of Fame this year. Huh. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And John said that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here, of course, on the wrestling and pop culture front. So, John, we thank you very much here, sir, for bringing that here to our attention. <clears throat> and, of course, once again, we want to thank 411 Mania for bringing us, of course, uh, bringing us, of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, some wrestling news stories here tonight here as well. Uh, 1-605-562-0444, caller ID 138055-POUND. It is 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on, on Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. Episode 931 of WCWS Revolution. The final revolution of 2020. Mr. WCW US Chad Hinshaw here, along with the human suplex machine John Gross. Of course, here joining you here tonight. And I do see we have one person waiting here, ready to go here, of course, coming in through the talk shoot video service. Let's go ahead and bring him in here right now. Of course, his list of accomplishments this year, ladies and gentlemen, in WCW US. He is, of course, <clears throat> a member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated on Facebook. He is, of course, part of the broadcast team, which brings you Sports Machine every Friday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. He is, of course, a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. And also, ladies and gentlemen, he is, of course, the general manager of WCW US Fan Empire, of course, right here on Facebook, bringing you, of course, some, always also bringing you some history and birthdays, of course, every day here as well. And also, ladies and gentlemen, he is simply also known with another talent that he's portrayed here on our shows here many times. And that is, of course, the man with the golden voice. And also, of course, he actually has a few nice little dance steps. He actually dances in front of his window sometimes. 
before he comes on the show. So, <laughs> no, we got to tease him a little bit. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, we welcome in, we now officially welcome in here, like I said, the man with the golden voice here, ladies and gentlemen. Let us now welcome to episode number 931, of course, here of the revolution here, folks. I'm talking about the soul man, the soul man uh, Justin Willis Fleming, Justin sir, to, to episode 931, sir. Uh, good to have you here. Of Thank course, you. Here with us. Thank you very much. Uh, now, let's see here, gentlemen. Let's see if you have any... Whoa, whoa, what is that? Oh, we got some we got, we got some background Got to calm down a little bit right there. So make sure we uh now let's see what we have here in terms of uh, let's see if we have any uh let's see if we have any results at all. Of course, as far as as far as AEW and NXT, of course, here are concerned. Uh, uh, let's see. Of course, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest the biggest thing that they were they have they were doing here tonight on, like I said, AEW. Of course, obviously, was uh, um, is of course, like I said, talking about the. Uh, um, paying tribute to, of course, the late Brody Lee, who we, of course, lost uh, here just over the over the weekend, right here. Let's see if we have any. We're going to see if we have anything at all, to, anything at all to tell you here. So bear with us here. If we don't have anything, of course, right off the bat here. Uh, uh let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, mm, let's see here. Okay, I don't let's see. So far, we're not seeing any. Uh, uh, let's see. But, uh, uh, of course, obviously, of course, at the beginning of Dynamite, uh, they did a 10-bell salute in, in memory of Brody Lee. Uh, also, if you did notice, ladies and gentlemen, we did post a little something that Major League Wrestling actually did earlier tonight here as well. They posted a not even a minute long 10-bell um, salute to Brody Lee as well. I did post that on the Revolution Radio Facebook page if anybody would like to. It's a, it's a it's a picture. I don't know. They got this picture from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. That was a picture of Brody Lee, and they did like a ten bell salute for him, which I thought that was very very. That was very very. Uh, uh, of course, several AEW superstars did, of course, come out to pay tribute here. They said that even Cody Rhodes himself was out there kind of tearing up a little bit. And, of course, they, obviously they said Brody Lee's family, including his children, were out there wearing Dark Order masks there as well. Uh, 
Um, also, of course, former AEW World Champion John Moxley uh, sitting at home, of course, uh, talking about uh, talking about uh, Brody Lee as well. Uh, uh, obviously, one match that was, of course, advertised for tonight was Matt Hardy teaming up with the Private Party, take on Colt Cabana and the Young Bucks. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Uh, Cole Cabana and the Young Bucks actually pull off the win here, believe it or not. Also, another match did take place as Eva Uno, Stu Grayson, and Lance Archer took on the team of Eddie Kingston, the Butcher, and the Blade. Um, and let's see here. Uh, as the Dark, the Dark Order team actually did pull off the win in that match. Uh, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Heyman Adam Page took on MJF, Santana, and Ortiz. Uh, um, but, uh, and of course, obviously, Chris Jericho served on commentary during this matchup here. Uh, John is also reported that he's actually he's hearing that Eric Rowan is at AEW tonight. Although uh, um, um, we we don't know if we haven't said anything. Uh, uh, but I believe it or not, um, Silver Reynolds and Hangman Adam Page actually win this match. Also a ladies match here, Anna Jay and Tate Conti took on Penelope Ford and Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, we did hear that the soul man Justin Lewis Fleming got to that got to spank Britt Baker. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure Justin may want to, but I mean, no disrespect. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get yeah, the joke. You probably probably it. won't. You probably want to give her a big drill. Whoa, okay, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, okay, that's that. That was just that. That, that was in bad taste, yeah. but it was funny so far. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not sure. uh, Anna Jay and Tay Conti pull off the win there. Also, of course, believe it or not, uh, uh, Britt Baker was was ticked off here, demanded Tony Schiavone come down. Uh, um, <sighs> Uh, Britt Baker, and I'm just, I'm just going to just read this. It's apparently like something happened after this match took place. After the match, a pissed-off Dr. Britt Baker demands that Tony Schiavone come down to the ring. Schiavone obliges, and after Anna Jay and take Conti head to the back, Schiavone gets on the mic and asks Baker what she wants. She talks about conspiracy theories and then is ambushed and attacked by Thunder Rosa. Once this segment wraps up, the commentators run down the lineup of course, for AEW Dynamite New Year's New Year's Smash Night one special episode. Of course, uh, uh, and of course, also after all this, of course, Chris Jericho did talk about Brody Lee and also talked about his WWE character's name, Luke Harper, before telling, of course, a great story about that tells what type of person. That of course the man that portrayed both these these characters, of course, John Huber really was. Of course, also uh, believe it or not, Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, 
and 10 of the Dark Order teamed up to do battle against Team Taz. Uh, um, that This was their main event here tonight. Obviously, it was the Brody Lee Jr. Dream Match pitting Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and Dark Order number 10 against the trio of against the trio of Team Taz. Uh, um, all we know about this, Team Taz makes their way to the ring. Of course, the announcer introduces Starks, Cage, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Trio to represent Team Taz is one half of this week's main event. Um, and, and, of course, uh, um, that's all we have. We don't have the full results of that particular match. Now, then talking about, of course, about what John just now mentioned here. Uh, let me read. Let me read this story right here. Apparently, John was not was not. Uh, John, you are not hearing things here, but apparently, this actually was the case. Former WWE star Eric Rowan made a cameo on Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite. This was a tribute special for John Huber, of course, better known as Brody Lee and Luke Harper, who, of course, passed away last weekend due to a non-pandemic-related lung issue. Uh, uh, apparently, after the contest uh, with... Uh, Hangman, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds versus MJF, Santana, and Ortiz in a six-man tag. Towards the end, Roland came out and took out Wardlow with a slam. Of course, the baby. Of course, uh, the baby faces went over to, of course, win the matchup. After this took place, Rowan helped up a sign and started to crawl. This was actually a one, possibly a one-off appearance for Eric Rowan. So apparently he probably needed he probably felt he wanted to get on TV and and um and of course obviously uh actually this actually he held up a sign um which actually said the following <clears throat> and forgive me if I get a little bit choked up in reading this. But uh apparently this was off of AEW's Twitter account there that showed the video, but I'm able to see what it says on the sign. It says Goodbye for now, my brother. See you down the road. Is the sign that Eric Rowan held up on Dynamite tonight. So I thought that was a very fitting tribute to, to of course, his former bludgeon brother and Wyatt family tag team partner. Yes. Um, so, uh, um, I'm going to see if we have any updates, of course, as well for that. Um, where, uh, um, if we have any, um, if we have any updates, of course, here, folks, as far as, as far as, of course, that, uh, that, uh, Brody Lee Jr. dream match, um, Uh, let's see. Okay, yes, I think we do. We have it right here. Okay, hold on. Uh, as we, as we, as they return from commercial break, Dark Order number ten is introduced first as the commentators talk about him being personally selected for this main event matchup. After he makes his way out, Orange Cassidy finally the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes makes his way out, looking emotional and ready for action as he makes his way to the ring, accompanied by Arn Anderson. 
Cody starts things off for his team, and after he gains the early advantage, Ricky Starks is tagged in. Cody takes it to him as well. However, Starks turns the tables and starts taking over the offensive briefly. Cody eventually makes the tag to Dark Order number 10, and the masked member of the faction formerly led by the late Brody Lee makes his first appearance in the match he was personally selected to compete in. Now let's talk about Brody Lee's family as 10 makes a great showing for himself out of the gate, taking it to Starks, who eventually has enough of tags to big man in. On that note, Powerhouse Hobbs comes in. 10 makes a tag to Orange Cassidy. The freshly squeezed one comes in with his shades on. Hobbs challenges him to a test of strength. Cassidy gets his hands prepared and ready, raises them, and instead of locking him with Hobbs for a test of strength, he lowers him into his pocket. This pisses off Hobbs. Who shoves Cassidy. Cassidy takes his shades off and puts his hands on his pockets and begins doing his sweet shin music spot as we are led into a mid-match picture-in-picture commercial break as the action continues inside the square circle in the main event of the evening. Return return from break. We see Brian Cage taking it to Cassidy in the ring. Commentators fill us in on what apparently has been an all-team task run of offense during the commercial break. Meanwhile, Cassidy continues to be on the wrong end of a three-on-one beatdown of team Taz. Starts cutting the ring in half and isolating the freshly squeezed one in their corner of the square circle. Hobbs tags in and gets some, some offensive, and then Cage tags right back in and hits a nice delayed vertical suplex on Cassidy. Starks is tagged in now. However, he scrambles to grab onto Cassidy as the freshly squeezed one leaps to his corner to make the tag, which he finally does. On that note, Cody Rhodes takes the hot tag and enters the ring, taking it to any and everyone inside only to be cut short. Finally, Cody is able to tag in Dark Order number 10, who makes a true hot tag and comes in clean house of each team task member, one man at a time. The masked Dark Order member continues to make a great showing for himself in this showcase spotlight situation. So we still don't know, of course, if there's any updates, of course, uh, as to who wins this here. Uh, but as soon as we try to find out something about that here, folks, We'll definitely, of course, get that here, too. Um, obviously, NXT, of course, also we got some results right here. They also held to put up a graphic in memory of, of, of course, of uh, Brody Lee. Um, <clears throat> uh, we go, of course, one match is um, Vic, jo- Vic Joseph, of course, is, is, is in the Capital Wrestling Center and performing. At the Performance Center in Orlando, he's joined at Rings High by Wade Barrett and remotely by Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix. Bronson Reed takes on Isaiah Swerve Scott in the first matchup. Bronson Reed wins that match. Uh, believe it or not, General Manager William Regal presents the 2020 Year-End Award for Breakout Star of the Year to Shotzi Blackheart. Wins. So... Uh, Brizongo takes on the Grizzled Young Veterans. The Grizzled Young Veterans win that match. William Regal for tag team, the tag team of, of the year award. The winners, obviously, uh, are the undisputed that wins that match. Uh, and also, Adam Cole says that he and Roderick Strong will be representing the undisputed era in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, which starts up in January. So, uh, Mercedes Mar- Martinez takes on Valentina Perez. Mercedes Martinez pulls off the win in that. 
Uh, female Comparator of the Year, Women's Champion Io Shirai gets that award. Pete Dunn takes on Roderick Strong. Pete Dunn actually pulls off the win in that. Uh, the Match of the Year award goes to the match between Kyle Riley and NXT champion Finn Balor. Going to take over 31 in October. Um, and, of course, Finn Balor is carrying Kyle Riley's plaque for 2020 year-end award for match of the year. Another let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 Legado de Fantasma takes on the Lucha House Party. The Lucha House Party actually pulled the win off here in this match. The future star of the year, uh, the winner, of course, in this is Austin Theory. And that's all the that's all the updates that we have currently right now here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as far as uh, <clears throat> as far as of course anything regarding WWE and AEW is is of course uh, is of course uh, confirmed here. So we will try our best, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, to continue to try to find out some more updates here, of course, here as they become available here, and hopefully, like I said, within the next, within the next little while. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring it this one more time. 9.49 p.m. Eastern Time here on... <clears throat> On, of course, Wednesday, December 30th, 2020, uh, <clears throat> it is episode 931 of WCWS Revolution here, of course, um, the final revolution of 2020. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, alongside the human suplex machine, John Gross, as well as, of course, uh, the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming here this evening. Uh, coming up here tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and point out here I will, of course, go ahead and point out here to you. Uh, <clears throat> there was some discussion about possibly doing an early episode of WCWS Sports Machine. However, I have not heard any other official uh, updates about that here as of yet, but hopefully we'll get some sort of word about it here, hopefully here sometime tomorrow. But I can tell you that uh, we will have, of course, our – at 7 o'clock, of course, we'll have WCWUS, the, the final wrestling debate of 2020. Of course, the Lewis Cannon, Shaquille Cole Cephas, as well as the NWO Madness Kingdom will, of course, be stepping up and, of course, discussing, I'm sure, discussing some moments here that really stood out for them in 2020. Plus, also give their thoughts and opinions here about 
uh, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT. Also, of course, their thoughts about some more thoughts and share more memories, of course, of the late Brody Lee, as well as some other, of course, uh, wrestling news tidbits that are currently out there. So be sure to listen in on Wrestling, wrestling Debate tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock, 139-925-POUND, right here, of course, on Talk Shoe. And also, ladies and gentlemen, the final NWO Wolfpack of 2020 will be tomorrow night, 138-521-POUND, of course, episode 284. Of course, we did preempt it last week, of course, due to Christmas Eve. But we will be having a New Year's Eve episode, of course, here tomorrow night as we will give you our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays. Plus, also, we'll give you, of course, our official thoughts and opinions about what took place here tonight with both AEW and NXT. Plus, also, some other, we'll share some other thoughts here about what took place here during 2020. What moments stood out, of course, and not just WWE and AEW, but, of course, I'm sure other promotions, other wrestling moments here as well, because a lot of things did take place, of course, including, of course, uh, um, including, of course, uh, Ring of Honor, Impact, of course, Major League Wrestling, and a few other little promotions here, of course, that did, of course, make an impact this year. So be sure to, of course, listen in on NWO Wolfpack here, of course, tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Um, of course, one three eight five two one pound. Of course, it'd be the final. It'd be the final. Of course, Wolfpack of two thousand twenty. As we, of course, start counting down to what we hope and hope and pray to be a optimistic two thousand and twenty one. Indeed. Uh, now let's go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, and bring you, of course, a quick update here um, uh, from our pay per view prediction center page. As far as, of course, our um, Um, as far as, of course, some of the some of the poll matches that we have currently up here, of course, up here, let's go ahead and uh, let's see what we can get up here here for you here, folks here. Uh, let's see here if we have any updates at all. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you have until this Friday night, episode 932 of Revolution, of course, New Year's night, to, of course, get your picks in, uh, make your votes. Um, of course, like I said, we have three of them here, of course, to choose from. Um, on all three, you can vote on just one or two of them. But uh, whatever you wish to, of course, uh, to do, that is at your discretion. Gentlemen, the Heritage Cup Championship uh, matchup here. John defending the title against both the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds and the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo. John is currently leading that right now uh, uh, with three votes. Michelle, of course, is in second with two votes. And JD does not have any votes. So, but there is still time, of course, to vote on that here, folks. If you wish to, of course, to, uh, to do some voting here, be sure to do that here. Hopefully here, of course, here very, very soon. Also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, the match for the UFC US uh, uh, for the uh, okay. 
um, between the human suplex man Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, there has not been a change in this match here as well. As John still has one vote right now, Justin has not gotten any votes in as of yet. But hopefully, of course, uh, hopefully, of course, like I said, there's still time to vote here, folks. So please get your votes out there here. We like to try to, like I said, uh, want to try to get as many votes here as we possibly can. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the Yeah, the ladies and gentlemen, and ladies and gentlemen, Justin did actually put the word out there. Justin, please go over to people what you said, just in case everybody didn't hear you. What'd you say? Did you did you say something? I'm sorry, I thought you were saying something about what I was just talking about. I'm saying I blame Facebook for not letting me vote on your page. Okay, well. Like I said, I mean, I'm sure. Like I said, that I'm sure the the fault is lies lies with them. So, so I mean, I I don't I don't uh, I don't see what the. But like I said, folks, please, like I said, get your votes out there on on that match here today. Also, of course, the Grapple Mania Championship, of course, which is a new belt, of course, that we hope that we're going to be introducing here on Friday. Currently, right now, ladies and gentlemen, I have everyone. We've only had three people receive, receive some votes here so far on this. Jordan Stoffless currently has four votes, while Kevin O'Sullivan and Anthony Chobot currently have one vote apiece. Everybody else that is involved in this has not received any votes in here as well either. And we urge you folks to try to get some more votes in here as well, including, like I said, uh, other folks that are involved are John May. The Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach, uh, Samuel McAllister, Antonio Gutierrez, of course, right here, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, the Key Club's Mitt Patel, uh, Alayla Peters, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, uh, the Loose Cannons, Shaquille Cole Cephas, Jody Valentine, the Cowboy, Clinton James Smith, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, Danny from Oak Park, the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo, as well as Eddie Garza and also Big Diesel Gregory Kramer is involved in this. So, like I said, folks, uh, be sure to get your votes in here. Of course, if you have, of course, like I said, until Friday, to of course get your get your. Uh, <clears throat> you have until of course Friday, of course, here, folks, get your votes in on this, because like I said, the one with the most votes becomes the Grapple Mania champion. The second and third place votes in this become the Grapple Mania Tag Team Champions. So, ladies and gentlemen, just try to get your votes in, of course, on this as soon as we possibly, as soon as you possibly can. You have until, like I said, right before 9:32 of Revolution, of course, on Friday, to get all this, of course, here done. Um, did we have any updates on any any? Uh, let me ask John and Justin this. Do we have any updates on the last matches that happened in both AEW and NXT? Because I don't have any updates here. Because I think I heard Justin say something about rest in peace, Brody Lee. Uh, yes, Justin, please go ahead. Um. That, that was a good tribute AEW did tonight. Do we have the results of the last match that they did for Dynamite? 
uh, uh, it was it, it was just, just Cody Rhodes um, presenting um, Broly, Broly John Huber's family coming out um, and um, dedicating and um, it, um, they gave they gave um, and co um, think um, one of the uh, some so the the rest I think it was a wrestling announcer that gave um, Broly um, John Huber's son the TNT title to dedicate to his father. So they gave him a they gave him a replica of the TNT championship. What? I mean, they yeah, gave him a yeah, replica of this. Okay. Yeah, they did. Okay. 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 Because yes, of course, obviously. obviously there's some. There, there's some tragic deaths today. Please go ahead. Um, I got that. I got word that um. That this actor named Shabbat, this um, his name was um Shabadu who played Ozone from Breaking, he died, and another, and the actress that died today, Don Wells, known for playing Marianne on the Gilligan on Gilligan's Island, that died today. Yeah, I heard, I heard that. But uh, who, who, who else was it that passed? Didn't get the last. His name was um. He was an actor from uh, this movie, this 1984 breakdance movie called um, Breaking. Play Ozone. Oh, his Electric name was, Boom. Um, his, name, uh, he, his name was. Um, hold on. His name was. His name was. Uh, his name was Shabadoo. Um, I think yeah, I think his name was Shabadu. Is in um his real name. Isaiah's, his name was Adolfo Adolfo Kino Kinos. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. you're talking about a breaking through the Yeah, he did yeah, he did the first one. He did he also did a sequel. I think Mario. I think. Wait, Mar Mario. Wait, um, you say Mario Lopez? You said. No, Mario Van Peebles. I think was in one of them. Not sure, but I thought he was in one of them. But yeah, I had heard that Don Will mean, I, passed away. I, I, I think, yeah, I think I um wait, you talking about Ice Tea? Aren't you? No, 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 no. When I when I when I mentioned when I met, the actor I mentioned that uh, that that was with I believe this 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 gentleman that you just mentioned. It was like I say, he was a well-known actor. He was. Uh, he didn't do a whole lot of big movies, but he was he was a real good actor. Um, I don't know. He might still do some today. I don't know. Uh, but his name was Mario Van Peebles. P e e b l e s. Oh, I know who. He, I know. I, I know who he is. Um, he wasn't. He wasn't in, he wasn't in um, Breaking. I thought he was. I thought he was in one of them. Uh, 
but he wasn't in one. He wasn't in either one of them. No, he, he wasn't. Okay, well, I mean, those were those were old. Wrong. I enjoyed those movies from back in the day, but I mean, uh, I could have sworn though that he was. Anyway, okay. Anyway, like I said, uh, um, of course, like I said, two well-known, of course, a couple more passings right here. Uh, I did mention, of course, uh, Shabadoo from the break-in movies in the 1980s. And, of course, many, uh, of course, many, many know about this lady here, Dawn Wells, who played Marianne in, on the TV show Gilligan's Island back in the 60s. And also did the reunion movie in Island. I think it was back in the early, back in the eighties, sometime. Um, sadly, she passed away due to complications from the virus. Uh, I actually have the story about Don Wells posted in the Entertainment Cavalcade page. Anybody wants to go and check that out there as well. I just, I just noticed that here tonight. So, so, um, so that, so, so we have another. Celebrity passing, of course, due to the due to the dreaded pandemic. Uh, we know a lot. We know a lot of musicians and a lot of uh, and a lot of, of course, of uh, of uh, a lot of actors and everything that have passed due to this. And sadly, we can add the one of the one of the real great right now. What is it? Really wasting on Leon Ruff in NXT right now. So that match is going on right now. Okay. But who won the, uh, did uh, Cody Rhodes win did. that match? Did, did Cody Rhodes win that, that match? I think it was, it was these, these, this match was, I guess was made by Brody Lee's son. I know it was Cody Orange Cassidy in Dark Order number ten um, versus Team Taz. Was it Cody's team that won that match? What tonight? Yeah, tonight. Yeah, but that was the only one I didn't have an update on. It was okay. Okay. All right. All right. Of course. Okay. Obviously, of course, we just named some of the ones who won the year-end awards on NXT. Um, Shanti Blackheart winning the breakout star of the year in NXT. I truly agree with that. She really stepped up here this year. Uh, Io Shirai, of course, being the NXT Women's Champion, of course, earned the Female Superstar of the Year award. The Match of the Year award went to um, the one at... Uh, Takeover 31 in October, I think it was between um, uh, Finn Balor and um, Kyle Riley. I think it was. Um, and, of course, in reference to, of course, talking about being optimistic about about hopefully 2021 is going to be a good year, John did say that he hopes so, and he says this is going to be a good year. He feels that it's going to happen. John, I could not agree with you more there, partner. Could not agree with you more. Uh, well, let's see here. Um, let me see. 
Well, we definitely have plenty of time here. Um, while we, of course, ponder here what we're going to do here for the next uh, uh, 50 some odd minutes here, of course, on 931 of Revolution. Let me go ahead here and, pull, and let you know here that come this Friday, um, we will have episode 932, of course, on New Year's night. One three eight zero five five pound. Of course, as always, news and views and history and birthdays here for the very first revolution of 2021. Uh, <clears throat> also here, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking about the full results of what will happen, of course, on on the New Year's Eve, New Year's Day episode of SmackDown. Plus, also, we hope to hear from Danny from Oak Park and or the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. On their take about uh, about what they about anything that stood out for them in 2020, and what they hope to of course see and hear and accomplish and and accomplish here in 2021. So be sure to of course listen in on episode 932 of Revolution coming up here this uh, Friday night, of course at nine one three eight zero five five pound, of course right here in the WWS Radio Network, right here of course on TalkShoe.com. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. Also, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, as we of course continue to post different things here on our pages. Uh, did get a few more things posted here today. As a matter of fact, for those of you those of you who are fans of NASCAR and are also a fan of nostalgia, on our NASCAR US page, High Octane History, I have posted more. Classic NASCAR races from back in the late 80s to early 90s. Um, so definitely check some of those out here. These are the full races, ladies and gentlemen. These are no highlights whatsoever. These are the full races right here, big time. That was when racing, in my personal opinion, this is when racing was racing. This was long before, of course, all the watered-down versions of everything that took place did. Also, uh, be sure to, of course, check out some of our other pages where we got we posted a lot more great stuff here, including, of course, um, including, of course, like I said, Motor Week retro review cards of the past. We've posted a couple more videos there. Uh, also, of course, Game Show Alley. We've we've posted a few more uh, uh, episodes of different and uh, montages of different game shows there, including, of course, um, Family Feud match game and others. Uh, also, of course, check out uh, the video vault. We've been posting a lot of great wrestling moments galore, including one match I did post here. I'm sure this was more recent one. This is one I think even John and Justin may even remember this. This one here was from, of course, uh, Extreme Rules 2019, of course, when uh, Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon teamed up here to do battle against The Undertaker and Roman Reigns. I actually posted here, of course, on uh, in the video vault here earlier this evening. Also, ladies and gentlemen, on I posted this earlier this afternoon. Someone divided this match into three separate videos. But it was a match from 1989. It was a, it was a match for the World Heavyweight Championship. My assumption it was NWA, but it could have been NWA or WCW. I'm not sure which one. But it was Rick Flair versus Rick Steiner. I'm not sure when this match took place, but like I all know, it took place in 1989. I don't know where it took place at, 
But all I know is I, it was like in three separate videos, of course, I did post it in the video vault here earlier here this evening. So, like I said, earlier this afternoon, so be sure to check that out here, of course, here as well. Plus, another great moment here, of course, a lot of stuff featuring, of course, The Rock, On Cold, Steve Austin, Kane, The Undertaker, um, and a lot of other great stuff here as well. Um, be sure to check out what we have here, of course, here on hand, and of course, here on all of our groups here, of course, in WCW US. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, um, coming in on coming in on the line now for episode 931 of of Revolution here, of course. He is, of course, <clears throat> also a holder of several of our championships here in our WWS Trivia Championship Series. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I hereby, of course, bring in, bringing in to you now, also a member of several of our groups, of course, on Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, I hereby bring you, bring you here, bring you to, bring you right here, episode on episode 931 of Revolution here. I bring you the cowboy, Clinton James Smith. Uh, Clinton, good to have you here with us as we celebrate the final revolution of 2020. And I think Clinton, we're having a little difficulty hearing you, so you might want to turn up your volume there. Uh, All right, can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you now. Okay, we got you now. Okay, good to have you here with us, Clinton. Uh, we were just talking about, just got through talking about the the results of both um, both AEW Dynamite and NXT. Of course, uh, obviously, both shows, of course. And to some degree, paying, paying, paying some sort of treatment here to, of course, uh, John Houston. Hold on, I'm going to for just a second. Okay, no, no, no problem there. And, of course, Clinton will be right back here. He had to step away for just a moment, of course, and Justin has also stepped away here as well. Uh But in the but in the mean in the meantime here, folks, like I said, be sure to of course check out. Uh, be sure to of course check out, like I said, all of our all of, all all the content we have in all of our groups here. Of course, we even posted uh, some more uh, great women's wrestling action in, uh, on our page, Women of WCWUS. Be sure to check that out here as well. Also, of course, here check out uh, our some of our wrestling tribute groups. We've even been able to post several old uh, AWA um, uh, events as well from back in the day. So be sure to, of course, uh, <laughs> be sure to, of course, check. Be sure to, of course, check that out here uh, on our page. AWA US History Lives, of course, on Facebook. Uh, but of course, like I said, we're we're continuing to post different stuff here, of course, here every day. Uh, so check out everything we've got going on here in WCWS. You'll be you'll love what we've got up there. Of course, lots of we haven't seen in years. Like I said, it's all coming back up here. Of course, uh, when you're sick and tired of seeing anything that's going on right now, just just rewind back, ladies and gentlemen, just the past. Uh, of course, that's what we have right here in WCWS. Right here, we continue, of course, to bring all that here to you. 
As we, of course, look at a little pretty face right here, of course, here we got Clinton's little one right here, of course, with us here as well. Cutest can be. Q is a button right there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, but uh, good to have you on here as well. Now, Clinton, as we mentioned, oh, that's right. Clinton, as we mentioned here, we, uh, of course, did talk about, of course, uh, some very unique um, um, moment that took place on tonight, especially on tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, that they tribute to, of course, the late Brody Lee that we lost on the weekend. Also, uh, NXT did not waste any time, and of course, in paying a tiny tribute, of course, obviously WWE has not really been very that much uh, cooperative in doing that in some degree. Their superstars may have, but not the company itself to a, to a, to a certain degree. Uh, my first question before we talk about stuff that has taken place here tonight, I've got to ask your personal opinion here about as far as uh, what were your thoughts about uh, about this sudden news about the passing of Brody Lee. I was shocked to hear it. Like I was not expecting to hear that. Like, like Brody Lee did not look like he was in bad health at all. Like mm -hmm. it kind yeah. of like, you know, and like, I don't. Know, I guess I'm kind of shocked about it because like it was kind of a sudden deal. Right. Mm hmm. But, um, uh, of course, everybody this here, of course, there's one story that's been out there. I've even posted this in the AEW US page, of course, on Facebook, that apparently on a legitimate contract uh, for Brody's eight-year-old son. So when he gets old enough, when he gets old enough, yep. AEW is going to title under his belt, too. Was it a replica belt? That's why. No, that's what we that heard. was Kenny Omega's title. That was Kenny oh, Omega's no, no, title. We're, we're actually, oh, no, it was the AEW world. Yeah, okay. So so that's how that came to be. Okay, okay. So, yeah, Kenny Omega actually put his actual AEW world title on the line against Brody Jr., like, it was some crazy stuff. Like, it was his right. actual title. that's how... Right. And that's how they decided, AEW decided to give him a legit contract so when he became old enough, he could come and compete in AEW. Legitimately. I mean, that's what yep. that's what we're hearing, right? That is, that is no. correct. So. And, and another thing, too... So apparently they, not sure if you guys heard or not, but uh, on top of that, uh, the uh, name Brody Lee, uh, I guess Brody had actually gotten the rights to use that name just days before he passed away. So now Brody, so now Brody Jr. will get to use the Brody Lee name when he comes into AEW. Oh, good. So I mean that that's his family's property. So I mean yes, so, so that that that's. Uh... That's that's legit. That's 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 big time right there. Yes, indeed. So apparently AEW. This is a long term thing that AEW has pledged to help take care of Brody Lee's family. This is one thing is that when his son gets old enough, 
he's going to get to compete in this promotion if he's still if it's still, which of course hopefully it's still around by the time he, by the time he uh, um, he he gets old enough to do this obviously. So, so, I mean, so, so I was reading something. I was reading something today, and I hope to God it's not true. And I hope he stays. Retired, but somewhere along the line, I read. Uh, I was reading online that apparently, apparently, he cured of his hepatitis C. Now contemplating coming out of retirement to wrestle again. Well, I actually believe it or not, I actually read that in a news story earlier tonight that he wants to come back and go to Sean Walton. Yeah, and he says he wants to do it. He said it may not be a long-term thing. He said maybe like a handful, maybe. But he said he wasn't able to do it for a while because obviously he couldn't do anything that hard because of the of his condition. But he said now that he's clear of it, and he says he wants to get back up and, and do it again. So, I mean, I mean, if he doesn't, I mean, I mean, it, it'd be kind of a surprise to me. But the man still looks like he can still go. I mean, my personal opinion. But, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. If he doesn't screw up anything big time, by the time, you know, like I said, he, he is, which you say, it might even be late in the year before he even does it if he decides to get, if he, Actually, officially decides this son he wants to do, but he doesn't know if if that will still stick when he's ready or something. Is what I'm hearing. I mean, that's what's being said. Oh, oh my! Uh oh! Oh, bless her heart. I've got a great nephew and great niece about that size. I know how that is. Yes. Um, bless her, bless her heart. Bless her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, but like like I said, I mean, Justin, let me ask you this. Of course, this story that I read here about Sean Waldman probably wanting to come back and compete. Do you think that do you think that even if he waits a little while, because he says he's got a knee injury that he's got to fix first before he decides to do it. Do you think, Justin, in your personal opinion, even after he gets that done, do you think that he ought to do you think that he might be able to go a few matches before officially deciding to call it quits? Uh, who knows? I mean, um, I, I, I don't think, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, he, uh, I think he's, I think he's making a bad mistake. I, I, I think, I believe, Sean. I mean, do you think that do you think that he would be ready to go even after, of course, he has the procedure done? Because he says that he hasn't that he's had the same injury for twelve years. He hasn't even gotten it fixed, and he says that he's thinking about coming back here competing. He says now he's going to go get it fixed. 
because he wants to come back and compete. I mean, I mean, Justin, that's a very good point. I mean, do you think? I mean, do you think? I mean, do you think that uh, even if he got that and got back into some sort of green shape, do you think he'd be able to keep up with a lot of these guys that are currently? Even if it was in WWE, AEW, or whatever, you think you would be able to 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 stand up against some of these guys? No, no, no. You're, I, I think I think that no. I don't, you know what? If he, if, if, I mean, I mean, he, you know, he 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 might he might get a good torn leg injury, torn torn leg, or and um, I mean, right. He just just stay retired. I mean, he his. I mean, um, um, mm-hmm. I mean, his his career suicide, something like something like that. Certainly. I mean, he's already hurt, but he wants to get this fixed. I mean, do you think he would just make it the situation worse, even after going and having the procedure done? Do you think it just make matters? It's kind of like. People saying that some people, I'm not one of them, Justin or JD or John or anybody else on this panel, is not some of these people. But there are some folks out there that still say despite his injury, some people say that Sting might come back out and do do something. And some people are saying, no, Sting is ever going to come back and do anything because he is, legit, he is legitimately hurt. He got injured. And, and, and that match with Rollins a few years ago, right before he got inducted to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, the human super machine, John Drugs, has already left us here for the night. But he's about to head, had a, he actually headed out here just a moment ago. Uh, he, I don't know if he didn't say anything about if he was going to do his thing tonight or not. Uh, Justin, do you know if John's going to do his show tonight or not? He say anything to you about that? I got no word, no word from him. No. Okay. Well, he didn't say that he was going to do. He didn't say he was going to do it. But in case, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. Uh, in the event that if John is going to be doing his podcast tonight, be sure to check that out. He also wanted. He's also told goodnight to myself. As well as you, Justin, also to you, Clinton, as well as your, as as also good night to also uh, Clinton's uh, little, little girl right here, and he um, so the, he's already left us here tonight. So, um, so but hope, but like I said, folks, but but be sure to check out, be sure to check that out here, folks. If you want to listen to some, some, some good wrestling talk here, also as well with this podcast. Uh, they were even talking about possibly, you know, if Sting did do something, about possibly doing something similar to what The Undertaker and AJ did at WrestleMania this year. That's what they call a cinematic match. Now, they've even hinted at something about possibly doing something like uh, him and him and somebody like Brian Cage. Now that right there is suicide. I mean, personally, this kind of reminds me if y'all remember when Daniel Bryan got hurt 
And uh, he's been saying that he wanted to keep, uh, he was saying while he was hurt that he wanted to come back and compete. And one guy that he wanted to face, he wanted to face Brock Lesnar. And we all said on this show around that time that Daniel Bryan went in there in his condition with somebody against Brock Lesnar and Daniel Bryan would end up dying in the ring because Brock Lesnar would tear him in half. But of course, like Daniel Bryan played his smart he can do it. But of course, he claimed that he was, he was okay, but still. This is kind of the same thing. These guys, are, these guys cannot let go of, of the glory they had. They're well known. They've established that. But they want to continue to do something to make sure that they still are relevant. And like I said, these Shaw Waltman, for example, and even Sting, for example, are two good examples of that right now. I mean, even Sean Waltman is even is even saying is even of course slated. Of course, since they moved the class of 2020 to the class of 2021 for the Hall of Fame ceremony, they're going to do it this year. But of course, of course, he's supposed to be inducted there along with Hogan. Hall and Nash at the NWO. So, and they don't know if they're going to add anybody else in mind. I wouldn't add anybody else. I'll just keep it just like it is. Yeah, that's right, industry, though. That's right. <laughs> yeah, she's keeping her feet, too. Yes, indeed. Um, but I don't know, guys. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, some people said Edge would come back, and look what happened. Edge did come back, and he wrestled some matches. He wasn't favored. I mean, guys like him, and, and even like I said, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan will start coming back to spend time, spend time with his family. So. He says he's going to start becoming more of a part-timer. And that's good. He wants to spend time with the sport. But we're going to wait to see what happens here, guys. We're definitely going to wait to see what happens. I mean... 29 p.m. on Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. Episode 931 of WCW Revolution 1605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND. Mr. WCWF Chad Hinshaw alongside the Soulman Justin Lewis Clemmon and the Cowboy Clinton James Smith here tonight. The human suplex machine John Gross has already left us here for the evening. I uh, was, I have, was, I was, however, informed by John before he left that the Iceman Jeremy Geralmo, of course, is busy tonight because he's wearing a dress to bed. I don't know why he is. He is. Uh, but he will be to all. But anyway, he'll be on NWA. Now, actually, his is worse than that. His is 54 dresses. So he gets me with that all the time. I don't know why. But anyway, he'll be on NWA Wolfpack tomorrow night. So we'll hear from JD, of course, tomorrow. Of course, as we give our thoughts and opinions here about AEW and NXT. Now, Clinton, if you wish there, sir, while we have some time, if you wish to give any thoughts and opinions about tonight's AEW or NXT, 
please feel free, sir. I'll pre please go ahead, sir, and give your thoughts here about either one. Anything that stood out in your mind for both shows. Okay. I'm going to go out on them and I'm going to say this. And a lot of people may not like my opinion here, but I don't really care because I'm going to say it anyways. But I have to say this because I'm a little disappointed on the WWE side of things. And for God's sake, I am so sick and tired of Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly already. I'm so sick of NXT repeating all these storylines that they've already done before. And they're yeah, still you know doing what, Clean? You know what else I don't like? What I mean? They didn't even. Uh, um, the only people. Who really Gargano's, Gargano's, Gargano's. I don't. I really don't like Gargano's. I mean, they were, they were, they're well, they're really wasting. Triple H is really wasting um Damian Priest right now, and shoving Johnny and and Candice in our necks. Uh huh. It's garbage. <laughs> And they, they, now, they did not even bother to do a tribute to Brody Lee tonight. AEW, that was a home run tonight. That was home run all night long, dude. Like they knocked they yeah. they didn't just hit the ball. They didn't just hit that ball. No, they knocked that something clear out of the park and beyond. I'm sorry. Or, that that the, was me. In the famous words of Stone Cold Steve Austin, AEW stomped the mud hole in NXT's ass and walked it dry. <laughs> Amen. And that's the bottom line, son. <laughs> like straight up, they they like straight up. They 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 stomped the mud hole in NXT's ass and they walked that some bitch dry. Even even Impact was good last night, and Impact actually did a tribute to Brody Lee, even though Brody Lee's never even wrestled for him. What's that tell you? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, here, well, here, as I mentioned here before, Clinton, I'm going to mention this here again on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. I posted this because this is I have a, I have a sign of respect. Because of from from from, from uh, of course a this is from a wrestling company to a fallen wrestling superstar who may not have competed in this particular organization, but they, at least they they had enough they did actually step up and show tribute. And I mentioned it to Justin here earlier tonight. Major League Wrestling even did a tribute to him. Yeah, it was it was like a fifty second video Good. on YouTube. And I posted it on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. All they did was posted a picture of them they got from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and they did the Tim Bell salute. That's mm -hmm. all it was. So, and he was and like, and like give said, a shit. No. And, like, and just like Impact, he didn't compete in Major League Wrestling. But at least they had enough. At least they had enough respect for the man to even show to, to give him a tribute that he so rightfully deserves. You got Impact, AEW, Major League Wrestling, all these other ones doing. Oh, okay. The biggest one only does one little picture, one little thing. Oh, and that's all. Oh, Japan all also paid here's a fact, Chad. Japan, Japan also paid tribute to him because of the fact that uh, 
Brody Lee actually did some work over in Japan. And I did not know this, but apparently he locked towards with Shingo Takagi, the current uh, never open weight champion right now. And I've got the match on my Facebook profile. And I gotta say, those two guys, they beat the shit out of each other. Shingo and Brody. Mm -hmm. And if you ain't never seen right. Shingo wrestle, y'all need to go watch Shingo wrestle. I hate to say it, but the Tokyo Dome, if Jeff Cobb thinks he's going to take that never title off of Shingo that easy, boy, he's going to get his ass whooped before he takes that title. Okay. I don't and care how I mean. thinks he is. Right. Mm -hmm. But like I said before, a lot of these organizations that Brody Lee did or did not compete in, with the exception of WWE, where even had enough respect to give Brody Lee the proper tribute that he so richly deserved. And the biggest one in the supposed to be the biggest one in the land does not even have enough respect for what he did in their ring for years to, uh, to, to give him nothing more than a, a picture on the Titantron. Saying in memory of and in his name and like, like they are like they did with Pat. Pat see, they even they, they were able to do something like that with a with a good time legend like Pat Patterson, just who passed away just recently. But they couldn't do that for someone who just recently competed there. And I don't know if it's because of the fact that that that, that since he was competing in a rival organization that WWE's having to face now or what. I don't know what it is. But WWE should have had enough respect because Brody Lee, you know, Mr. John Huber, his real name, of course, he's also Luke Harper. Regardless of who we, we all we all knew him as all three of these guys, all three names. Here, okay, we know who he is. Okay, but at least like I said, WWE was one of the first ones he competed in, and WWE, in my personal opinion, should have had more class and more respect to give him the proper tribute and all that. And that way, that way, showing all these oh. organizations here, okay, well, at least we have enough heart to do this. But no, it took us the ones that may not, that, that, are, that are on the rise. Why do you think the other organizations are on the rise? It's because they at least care about their guys and their gals. Am I right? Impact, Ring of Honor, uh, like I said, Major League yeah. Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, but all WWE does is just one little thing. They don't even give him a ten bell. They don't even give him a ten bell. Every super pass, regardless if they competed in WWE or not, they deserve a ten bell salute. I don't give a darn what Vince McMahon probably has put out there, whatever. Vince McMahon may be the next one today. And let me tell you something. The day he dies, you watch. They won't do that for him. You watch. They will not do that for him. If he does, that's going to Right there, they're probably saving it for Vince. I think a lot of people know that sooner or later Vince is going to kill over and die. I hate to say that about the guy, but I hate to say that about anybody. But the thing about it is, at least he should have had enough nerve and respect to say we need to do something better. Heck, the former the guy that was known used to be known as Kurt Hawkins even called WWE out on it two three days ago. I mentioned Brian that, am I right? Brian I mean. He, he, yeah, yeah, but he called he called WWE out on on their tribute they did Monday night on Raw because the thing about it, they didn't do what they should have done. 
But yet, all these other organizations stepped up and did it. Like you said, like you said, that he didn't compete in Impact, but Impact did it. He didn't compete in Major League Wrestling, but MLW did it. Oh, of course, AEW did the, one of the did the best one of the whole bunch. You said New Japan did one. Very good. Okay. See, okay. Ring of Honor, I think even did something. I think they did, didn't they? Ring of Honor. Didn't Ring of Honor did something recently? I'm not sure. I haven't watched Ring of Honor this week, so I don't know. I haven't caught up on it. Okay, well, but obviously, of course, they would be one that, that, that is another one that actually does care about their guys. You know, I mean, that's another one. That's why ones like Ring of Honor are starting to get more on the rise out here, too. It's because, like I said, at least these organizations care about their, about their people. Apparently, since Vince McMahon is way over his head, he only care about, about, cares about one thing, and that's himself. He thinks he's the whole blame company. Uh, yeah, and and right there, and that's why right there, Clinton hit the nail there. on the head. Yeah. Money talks, yeah, unfortunately. Right, um, all about in two thousand, in two thousand, um, uh, Yokozuna, um, um, WCW announced, um, all right, he, all right, he never, all right, he never wrestled in WCW, but uh, on, on, on. I think it was yeah October um tw- um hold on let me check um something right quick Yokozuna and of course get this WCW Nitro did even did attribute to um the Yokozuna even though he didn't wrestle in WCW because because to- oh, I heard Tony Schiavone announced his death not and, just that and, and, not just that, but if you remember right, during an episode of WCW when it was airing during Monday Night Raw, if you remember right, a lot of people raw they had just found out that Owen Hart died and Jim Ross was the one that had to announce it, even though he didn't want to do it. They put they put Jim Ross on the spot in front of the whole world, WCW, WWE, everybody. I know you oh, heard you know what, man, that. I know what. Let me tell you Jim something. Over the edge. Yes. Go ahead. At over, all right, at, at over the edge 99, I cannot believe Vince McMahon had to let the show go on when, when Owen Hart died. When, when, when he, when he, when he, I can't believe he, he should have stopped it. He should have just stopped the show when Owen Hart fell like, like 50 feet in the air. When he was dressed up as a blue bay blazer, he doesn't. He never care. He didn't care about the show. He, 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 he just want. He just wanted the show to go on. It was a stupid move on his part. Yep. Well, that's Justin. Justin, you're right. Man, that's been in debate for years as well. That show should have been stopped. I'm sorry, but you're right about that. That show should have been stopped after that accident happened. But no, he no no. He cared about giving them, giving the fans what he was trying to, in his mind, try to give the fans what they want to see. The heck with, like I said, with what happened, of course, with, 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 with of course, a member of one of the biggest wrestling families of all time just perishing, of course, in one of his rings. And, of course, you've heard John on this show even say, 
that you know I'm sure there was probably some sort of conspiracy to that fact. I mean, if there was, so be it. But I mean, but let me go ahead and point out another thing. You talk about WCW mentioning Owen Hart's name and mentioning Yokozuna, you know Yokozuna never competed there. Here's another one. And I'm sure one person that had a hand in doing this was Bobby the Brain Heenan, and that was actually his longtime broadcast partner, Gorilla Monsoon, after he passed. Yep. He said it on an episode of he did it on an episode of Nitro before the show even started. And Clinton is thirsty. <laughs> chug, chug, chug. But no, Bobby Heenan, like I said, broke character. Broke character that night because he was very sincere. Because he was he, he cared very, very much so about Gorilla Monsoon. And so what did he do? He paid awesome paid a, and I thought it was a very well, well in-depth tribute. To Gorilla Monsoon. Even Tony Schiavone showed some class in that. He showed some class in that because I think Tony Schiavone even worked with Gorilla during when while Tony was in the WWF for a short time. I think so. So I mean, at least Tony Schiavone had enough class to even pause to let Bobby Heenan do his thing and talk about you know Gorilla Monsoon, Gorilla Monsoon's passing because he meant a lot primarily. And of course, I and of course. This stems to what when Bobby Heenan was inducted to the Hall of Fame in 04, at the very tail end of that speech, you remember his speech. He said, only one thing is missing. He wishes that monsoon was there. And of course, and and what that got, uh, that got one of the biggest ovations of the, the whole Hall of Fame ceremony right there. Right there. When when he when he said he wishes that Gorilla Monsoon was still there, was still around. So, I mean, at least like I said, us as wrestling fans have paid awesome tribute to all those that passed. So we still talk about them today, years after they've been gone. And say, what would they be like? What would it be like if they were still around here today, competing, maybe competing against some of these younger guys? Or coaching some of these younger guys, what would what would what would the mindset be like on some of these guys? You know, heck, I even saw a video of an interview that that they did with Kurt Henning during the WCW days, saying that how anybody really didn't give a much darn here after what happened to Ravishing Rick Rude after Rick Rude died. That that didn't nobody no one showed Rick Rude any respect at all. And Kerr Henning was kind of disgusted about it because Kerr Henning and Rick Rude were childhood friends. I even read oh, somewhere that Eric Bischoff actually Rick Rude's funeral. Bischoff, I don't know, did something or said something at Rick Rude's funeral, and Bischoff was asked to leave. I don't know what that was about, but I mean, all I heard—that's all I heard. So, I mean, a lot of the great talent is gone. A lot of the great talent is gone. That's that, that, that. That's don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good talent out there now, but the ones that made 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 that made all these organizations where they are today are no longer are no longer, of course, around here to, to see. Are no longer around to see. Like I said, everything that is going on around. You know, it would have been great to see guys like. 
Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Andre the Giant, Kurt Henning, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Dusty Rhodes, all the. I mean, it would be great to see a lot of these guys, you know, last a little bit longer here, you know? Um, Peg, it would have been great to see. And, of course, and of course, Lord forbid to any wrestling fan who has an objection to me saying this, I would love to see Benoit again, you know? And that that was that's one around here that's a very sensitive topic here in WCWS because like I said we don't pay attention to what Benoit it was was was, put on the, was was blamed for we talk about his wrestling ability we don't talk about what he did why he has the wild likes that he's not talked about in wrestling circles that much anymore but the wrestling fans who remember Benoit still bring his name up to this day and will continue to bring that up because the man was a tremendous talent and may not give a darn if he ever, and of course, obviously he would never go into the Hall of Fame because obviously it was what happened. But in our personal opinion, I mean, that's not to say he does deserve it. And I truly think he does. But like I said, it may even be years before that even happens. So something to say about the Benoit thing there because there's a lot of shady shit with that with that whole deal that happened because whether people want to accept the facts of this shit or not there was a lot of stuff that was covered up during that investigation point in case number mm -hmm. one how is it that 45 minutes after Benoit's death from his home in Atlanta Georgia how did a phone call come in from his exact phone, but that phone call is traced to Stanford, Connecticut, where WWE, where WWE's headquarters just happens to be? How do you explain that? So apparently this was a cover-up. So apparently somebody at WWE is hiding through. And I mean, somebody who yeah. used to work for WWE who's currently working for AEW right now, and it's Cody Rhodes' manager, knows what happened that day, but is not coming out saying what happened. And you well, know who I'm well, talking about. You're talking about Double A, right? Yeah, I'm talking about Arn Anderson. He knows what happened that day, right. but he's not saying yeah, it. the enforcer. Right. right. Well, let me mention this to you guys. One name, one name that has been mentioned as a per, as in terms of of the wrestle of the wrestling fans' eyes, a person of interest in this whole situation involving Benoit, and it's been that way for years. I'm sure I would agree with this, and that is Kevin Sullivan. Uh -huh. That name keeps coming up in all this, and a lot of people think Kevin Sullivan had something to do with it. Some people to this day still say Kevin Sullivan had something to do with it because of the animosity that him and Benoit had. Because when the police investigated into that phone call that came off, off of Benoit's phone 45 minutes later, guess who they found at the headquarters? Who? Kevin Sullivan. Well, then... Then, no, a lot of people. I mean, like I said, oh, I, 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 I say to the, 
is WWE just simply just trying to, to stay as innocent as, as, as they as they claim they are? Because if they are the uh-huh. ones that actually know what happened here, thir- like thirteen years ago, over thirteen years ago when this happened, and then all, and, and it's still it's still as fresh as a daisy now. I mean, like I said, even Ch- even like I said, like Chavo Guerrero, for example, is one of the people that said something to the contrary that he knows for a fact that Benoit didn't go and kill and kill himself and kill his wife and kill his son. That's not the way Benoit. A lot was. of people know it, Chad. A lot of people say that the reason why Chris Benoit killed himself because he misses Eddie. Yeah. That yes, was the that, big that's one. Two years, years after Eddie Guerrero died. Yes, that has been another that that's true. He has been depressed over Eddie Guerrero's passing. Yes, I agree with that. But but like I said, they know what's going on. Let me tell you something. Vince McMahon is going to carry that to his grave, and like I say, he is never going to divulge. Hey, you know what? You know what, Chad? Out. Vince McMahon never tried to do a, tri- a t- television tribute to Bill, uh, the Big Boss Man. He never did that. Um, um Vince McMahon. He never did. Never did uh, air the Big Boss Man tribute back in two thousand four on television. Well, you see, that's another thing. You see, that's another example. Cutting corners. Oh, That's what yeah. he's doing. Here's another thing. Here's another reason where I, where we can prove that Vince McMahon's a crappy businessman. Okay. The Rock turned see. around, bought the XFL <laughs> out. Vince got pissed off about that. Then The Rock ended up turning around and showing up at Impact Wrestling to induct Ken Shamrock into the Hall of Fame. Vince got pissed off about that. Yeah, because he not because right. he should because mm-hmm. because Vince Man should have inducted him a long time ago in the WWE Hall of Fame. Exactly. No, no, uh, no that's that's no, okay. Speaking of speaking of that, <coughs> everyone everyone remembers, I'm sure. Like I said, it was I think it was earlier this year that we lost the Rock's father, the Soul Man Rocky Johnson. Yeah, we, we 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 remember we remember that. Okay, there was a, there was some discussion that during that funeral, sir, that funeral, that apparently Vince McMahon and Pat Patterson did did something that was a direct insult to his family. During that funeral, was that is that now? Was that was that? There was there any truth to that? Was there any? Was there any truth ever true? Okay, because I think I think I don't know, Justin. I don't know if you remember JD or John or somebody saying something that apparently Pat Patterson and Vince McMahon did something during while they were up there paying tribute up there as. uh, said something or did something during while the, during that funeral. Yeah, I think I they were. I, I think they were asked to leave or something. 
but it was involving Vince McMahon and, and also it was involving Pat Patterson at the time. But this was at Rocky Johnson's funeral. But I remember hearing about this, but but all I heard it was involving them two. So, I mean, yeah, I remember they made a joke. They made made a, made a um um. They tried to they belittle him. Well, Justin, I just got standing here, sat here thinking. You bring up the thing about, of course, when they 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 they, they cut corners here, of course, and didn't do a proper tribute to the big boss man when he passed. If you recall, of course, as you know, the same year they inducted Sting to the Hall of Fame, they inducted the big boss man to the Hall of Fame. They they bring in the big boss man's family to officially induct him. Do you think that was to make up for the fact that he didn't do a proper tribute when Bossman died in 04? Honestly, my answer to that would be yes. I mean, why wait that long for them to do that? Because I think it was the same year that they inducted the Godfather, they inducted Stan Hansen, they inducted, they inducted the Freebirds, they inducted... Uh, Jacqueline, like I said, Sting was like I said the uh, the one that they um, was the main was was the main superstar that they inducted. Uh, but like I said, I know it was the boss man's wife and daughters that inducted their father into the Hall of Fame. That was like ten or eleven years after he passed. So they waited that long, but I think, but I think, in my own personal opinion, that Justin, that just brought that up, that this might be, of course, like I said, the reason why they probably decided to put the boss man in the Hall of Fame was be was because they they cut corners and all, and not paying the proper tribute to the boss man. But. Uh, mm. So, I mean, that's just my personal opinion, but I mean, I could be wrong about that. I don't know. Uh, Justin, Clinton, anything y'all wish to add before we close up shop here for the night? Yeah, um, I got some, uh, Wrestling history and birthdays. Oh yes, please. Yes, indeed. Let's uh, let's see what additions you have, of course, to what uh, to what John actually brought us here earlier tonight. Justin, please go ahead. Okay. Um. Let's see. Uh. Let's see. Two thousand. See. Thirty years ago today. Let's see. Second chair. Trying. See. Oh, one second chair. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Thirty years ago today, um, the Texas the, the Texas tornado, Harry Von Erich defeated um Black Bart on the final. Um, edition Sunday Sunday morning edition of WWF Wrestling Challenge of 1990. 
And um, today is a happy birthday to um, Pierre. I know, I know, you know who who this person is, Chad. Um, he turns. On. Oh, he turns. Uh, he turned 53 today. His name's his name's Pierre. His name's PCO Pierre Carl um um PCO Carl P Pierre Carl Coulet. I think he uh, he was a tag team partner of um Jacques Rougeau. I think. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, P Pierre Lewitt. Yeah. And today's the yeah. 30, 30th birthday of Mexico. Today's a happy um, 30th birthday to Ray Phoenix. Okay. And um, today, today is uh, today. Twenty years ago today, um. Oh, this is hard. And 20 years ago today, on the final edition of WWF Jack Metal, um, that was a good crash job, with Molly Holly. Crash with Molly Holly. Wait, hold on. Wait, I mean, K Quick, we know as. Our truth defeated Slash on WWF um, Metal, and in ten years ago today, um, Uh, also, ten years ago today, ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman Jerry Jerome finally became a man. Yeah. ten years ago today, um, Ty um, Tyler Reeks defeated um, the masterpiece Chris Masters on the um, final um, edition of WWE Superstars of 2010, and um. That's it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Here, happy birthday, of course, to Ray Phoenix and also PCO here today. Uh, <clears throat> Clinton, anything, sir, you wish to add before we close up shop here for the final revolution of 2020? Uh, I mean, you know, other than the fact that you know okay. AW is pretty lit up tonight. I oh, like oh, the wait. Today, oh, and happy today's also a happy birthday to Eddie Edwards. He's um born in 1983. He turned. Oh, okay. So Eddie, Eddie Edwards is 37. 37. He's born in 83. He's from Impact, isn't he? Okay. 
I think so. I think he currently is an impact, yes. I think. Yes. Yeah. AM is impact. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Clinton, you were saying, sir, please. Go ahead. <clears throat> I was just saying, I thought it was kind of cool that uh, Eric Rowan debuted on, uh, on AEW tonight. I'm sure y'all saw the sign, like I was reading before earlier tonight. Clinton, I'm sure you probably saw the sign that Eric Rowan was holding as well. I thought that yeah. was a really nice tribute. Very nice indeed. So, <clears throat> but uh, they said they said more than likely this is going to be like a one-off thing for Eric Rowan in AEW. Uh, so, but who knows? Anything in wrestling? I hope it's more of a permanent thing because I mean. I, I would love to see Eric Rowan in AEW. I think he would absolutely kill it there. I mean, unless... Because, I mean, he, he is working for the NWA right now. He is bannered, he is bannered under, the NWA, under the NWA right now because of the fact that uh, he's also working for the United Wrestling Alliance and, and is in their tournament for their world title right now. Oh, is that no wonder I haven't seen Eric Rowan in last Friday because he was one of those that they furloughed back in April in WWE. Wasn't he? No, he got let go. Oh, he got officially let go. Okay, okay. He okay. wasn't furloughed, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he was let go. Okay, all right. Thank you, thank you very much, sir. Just coming in at the late hour here, ladies and gentlemen, I'm 9.31 here at Revolution. Uh, he is, of course, part of the broadcast team, which brings you Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoot.com. And a three-time WCWS Hall of Famer. And also the man who actually owns 54 dresses in his closet. Uh, the Iceman, of course, uh, we know him as J.D., of course, his real name is Jared D. Geraldo. J.D., of course, welcome to 931 The Revolution. You got me, you got Justin, and you got the Cowboy Clinton James Smith. John already has left us for the evening. Guys, first off, I must say happy 2021 early, and I will definitely stay. And Justin will back me on this. Clinton, I'm sure you will too. Chad, I'm sure you will as well, and we'll talk more about tomorrow night. I just want to say Tony Khan and AEW tonight absolutely obliterated NXT. Obliterated them. Oh, and they put on one yeah. hell of a show. Yeah. They absolutely hey, Hey, Chad, should I repeat my little saying about that from earlier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, J.D., listen to what Clinton had to say about that. Please, Clinton, go right ahead. Please tell J.D. Okay, J.D., in the famous words of Stone Cold Steve Austin, now did AEW dominate NXT tonight, but they stomped the mud hole in NXT's ass and they walked that bitch dry. Oh, no question about it. My thing is this, though, and you guys will be, I mean, I'm sure Justin, you, and Chad will be surprised, and I'm sure we all, you know, so I'll talk about it, we'll talk about more tomorrow, and I am sure that everyone, I am surprised they allowed, I mean, to have pictures like of Rollins, Becky Lynch, uh, Iggy Langston in the tribute video at the end of the show. But that was Except very cool. Rollins. Cody took, yeah, Seth Rollins was in that video. Becky was, Big E, I mean, Bray Wyatt, I mean, Vince has got to be, in a way, pissed off that Tony Khan would do that. But you know what? All I can say to you, Vince, is two simple words. And it's simply seven letters, F and U. 
because guess what? Tony Khan basically. Yeah, who is he? Yeah, who is he? Yeah, who is he to talk? Who is he? Who yeah, is exactly. he to complain? Who is Vince McMahon to complain? I mean, what about let's, 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 let's tell you something about Vince McMahon? That's real funny coming from an old, old piece of shit that um that um I recall when he had when when um he recall when I recall when um WWE I think yeah I think WWE did did um had when WWE had um a um a, a wrestling fan wearing NWO T um. Yeah. Wait, hold on. NWO t-shirt. Yeah. An NWO t-shirt at a WWE event. No, it was an AEW shirt. Yeah, it was an AEW shirt. Yeah. But let me ask you guys this. I mean, I talked about this with Danny. I talked about this with my friends in Wisconsin. A one-word answer to this question. Let me ask you guys this question. Do you think AEW hit a million tonight? I'm saying yeah, they did easily. One yes, they did. Justin, yes. Uh huh. What about you? Oh, I, oh, oh, oh and J- uh, JD, I know you're going. I know you're. Going. JD, I know you're going to agree with me on this. Yeah. Let's go back to May 23rd, 1999. Yep, the night of the old. Let's go back to oh, over. Let's go back to over the edge. When Owen Hart fell fifty or fifty feet in the air or something, when he yeah, died, right did Vince McMahon even bother to stop the show? Hell no! Hell no! He didn't he? Did not stop the show? Show 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 at all? He let the show to go on. And there, and Stone Cold went and lost the WWF title to Undertaker that night, and 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 he um. And, uh, and he, uh, Stone Cold would have never lost the WWF title to the Undertaker that night, and it didn't want to be no over the edge that night. But would you, would you guys? And what about, and what about, and what about? And I remember when WWE, WCW did a Yokozuna mission, Yokozuna, yeah. and Owen Hart, and oh, and and AEW did the right thing tonight. But would you, would you guys agree tonight? Oh, good point, Justin. But let me ask you this, and let me ask you all this question. Would you agree tonight? Similar to you just mentioned Austin though, Justin, good point. Remember what Austin did the night, next night after Owen died and how he said goodbye to Owen? Would you say tonight's tribute, the way Cody did along with Tony Khan, you had that lump in your throat and tears in your eye? I know Danny did. I know I was about ready to try to I kept it together for the most part and I didn't break down but I, I was almost about ready to break down but you could just tell when Cody and Tony Klein gave that TNT belt to Brody Jr. You could just feel that lump coming up in your foot. It was very emotional, and it was very classic. That was very heartwarming. It was heartwarming, and it was touching, and it almost brought a tear to my eye. But Dude, the whole show tonight, Brody Jr. The whole- did a hell of a job booking that card tonight, too. Yes, Brody Jr. booked yes, all the matches tonight. Yes, he, he killed it. He they better put that boy on. They better put that boy on booking because you know what? He might not be of age, but you know what? He put a better card in one night than Vince McMahon's done in like the last 10 to 15 years. I would agree. Yeah. Oh, I would agree with you there, Clint. No doubt about it. And like I said, and, and, tonight, I'm sorry. They point out one quick thing here. We talked about this as well in terms of Brody Lee tributes. 
We have yeah. said that there are companies that Brody Lee was involved in that did awesome tributes to, of course, Brody Lee here tonight. And we did even mention some, two of them, for example, that actually yeah. did tributes. And he, even though Brody Lee never competed in these companies, did awesome tributes. One of them, I was told Impact Wrestling did a, a great one for him. And I even put this on the Revolution Radio Facebook page earlier tonight. Major League Wrestling did a, a not even a minute long video on YouTube with a picture of Brody Lee and a Tim Bell salute. Very classy. And he and didn't even compete with these companies. You know, you know, and I think there'll be one more maybe you could see down the road. And it could come as early as this week. And I think you guys will have to agree maybe, maybe New Japan is going to do something for him too. And that'll be classy. Vince, like Justin just said, and we've said all along, we've all said this before in the past. Yeah, Tony Khan is going to, Tony Khan, Tony Khan is going to, Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes are going to kick um, Vince's ass the same way Ted Turner and Eric Bischoff kicked his ass in 1996. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And right yeah. now, yeah, like I said, I think oh, yes, New Japan will do something for him this weekend, but I will get you out on this, guys, before I have my thoughts again tomorrow night. And I will be back tomorrow night because I'm going to have a lot to say more about this show, however, as well as the NXT. Because uh, NXT, like I said, don't be lucky if they even crack 650, let alone 675 as far as total figures. But I told Danny this earlier. If they don't hit a million, I'll be shocked. But I will say this. You just said it earlier. WC, it, right now, AEW is riding a tidal wave of momentum, and they've got all the momentum going on their side right now. And tonight, it wasn't about wins and losses. It wasn't about who was representing who, like, say, Dark Order versus Team Tech. No. It was about a man's life. It was about his family, his friends, his workers, both in and out of him, he, how many people and lives he touched. But you know what, Howard? Like you said, at the end of the night, Howard, Again, as I said just a few minutes ago, all I can say is right now, and Danny said it earlier too, however, and Danny said it to me earlier when I talked to him off before I got on the line tonight with you guys, he said, if Vince is going to bitch about this and gripe about this, then Vince can go that off. Because tonight, Teller, it wasn't about Vince. It was about one of your former workers. You didn't have the balls or temerity to honor. I do got one thing on I want to add to what But on Wednesday night, but tonight as well. But go ahead real quick. I mean, I'm the chest before I get off the line. Okay, so interesting, interesting point that JD just brought. There were a few people on Monday Night Raw who actually broke character and actually used the Brody Lee name. They didn't say Luke Harper, they said Brody Lee. Yeah. Two of those names were Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods on Raw no, Talk. Then, Yep, our truth was another one. Biggie, uh, let's see who else. Seth Rollins. Yep. Yeah, they Becky. all took the social media. Becky Lynch. Yeah, all Ray all Lynch. those few names that were named, they all took the social media. They did not say Luke Harper. They said Brody Lee. Remind you, all those people are still contracted under WWE. And you know what they said? To them, and, and if Vince has a problem with any of those guys, he can go pissed off because because basically they wanted to honor their friend, their worker, their teammate, their buddy, their chum, their best friend, however, their uh, like uncle, their dad, or their brother from another mother. I mean, they honored the man. They were wanting to show how much touching salute. And like I said, if he has a problem with Tony Khan airing that piece with all the people that were in that video package at the end of the night, 
it showed off how in that video, including Bray Wyatt, Rollins, and Becky and Charlotte, he can go basically, you know what. But at the end of the night, I will say this. AEW once again showed why they are the dominant brand on Wednesday night and why it is always wild, wacky, and uh, never a wasted show. And I'll tell you one thing. The next two weeks, however, you better be ready, Vince, because I'll tell you what. You may have Kyle Ryan feeling in power, too, which is going to be goodness. I'm thinking New Year's Eve is going to be a good show, and it will be good. But at the end of the night, you're going to have to go up against AEW again. And guess what? You're going to have Snoop Dogg, a guy who you're not happy with because apparently what he said and did because of his knee Sasha Banks. Your butt hurt over that. Vince, go jump off and go basically rot in hell, as I said last night in my little spiel that I said. And I'll have more to say about you tomorrow night, Hart, with my wrong. Yeah, no wonder why Snoop Dogg did, 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 um, made a mate, um, um, talk, um, um, lashed out at him at, at, at his little appreciation night in 2007, J.D. Yeah, very right. Very good point there. But I will say, out of all the speeches tonight, I mean, I don't know. There was, there was like I said, I couldn't pick one that was my favorite. I think Moxley's tribute was good. I love Jericho's thing. Jericho tonight on commentary was gold again. He always is. As much as I ripped the man at times, he is always solved by the mic. Dude, the I love Jericho on the mic, man. Jericho's yeah, he's, mic is flawless. He's always flawless. And tonight he showed it again how flawless he was. Excalibur Tony JR were fantastic tonight. And they, they knocked it out 8 plus all around, 10 plus all around the board. And guess what, Vince? What are you going to have to say for yourself come Friday night? Second? Oh, let's bring Seth Rollins back to television because he's been out for a month being with his wife and newborn. You need that desperation. You want to start out 2021. And then what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, you're bringing a bunch of old has-beens on Monday night to Raw. You're bringing in Tatanka, Hulk Hogan, Jimmy Hart, Hillbilly Jim, Ric Flair, Big Show. I mean, that's fine and good, but at the end of the night, then guess what? You're going to get beat by a reality show probably, and who knows what NBC is going to come back with. And then the following week, guess what? It's going to be the 27-year anniversary of Raw, correct? Or no, 28. Guess what's going to be today? Thank you, Vince. The National Championship College football game, whoever it may be. And speaking of games, I will say Oklahoma is beating the crap out of Florida. And if Mitt was listening, sorry, Mitt, I told you this soon as we're going to win. But then tomorrow we've got some bowl games to deal with, however, a couple bowl games to deal with, including... Let's Do I know what John Cena said about Brody Lee on Twitter? I didn't hear it, but please inform me before I go. Guess what John Cena said about Brody Lee, um, Luke Harper, John um, John on Twitter, he said, we all cope with tragedy in different ways. There is never a good time to experience loss, and we cannot know what anyone else is feeling going through. In a year of so much hardship, Let's all try to give extra empathy to those around us. And as much as I criticize Cena all the time, that was very touching by Cena. Cena brings up a very good point, as much as I lift the man at times, however. But I will say this was very hard one by Cena. Speaking of empathy real quick, I will say also rest in peace to a very special person who we lost today, Don Wells, Marianne from Gilligan's Island, who passed away of the COVID at the age of 82. Our thoughts and prayers are with the friends and family. And uh, with one day to go, I mean, it has been a crazy year. Let's just hope, as I've said before many times. Let's yeah, Shabadoo from Breaking Died, too. Who? Shabadoo from Breaking Died. His name was Adolf Kinos. Kinos or something. Oh, no, Kinos, I don't know how old was How old was he? I didn't hear that. How old was he? He'll be in his mid-50s, I would think. Damn. Well, anyway, guys, I'm going to get you on this note. 
Playing the final time team for the New Year's. Have a safe and wonderful New Year with you and your family. He was, he was, wait, oh, he was born in 1955. Okay, so he, he was up there. Okay. That's crazy. He was 65. I think he was 64 or 65. He died. Yeah. Or something. But, but Chad, I will talk to you and Justin tomorrow night. And as I said, Glenn, have a wonderful New Year with you and your family. I don't talk to you tomorrow night. Guys, I will see you on New Year's Eve, which should be a very festive and a very unique celebration and a heartwarming and a touching one at the same time. So until tomorrow night, guys, I will see you then. And Justin, I will hopefully talk to you tomorrow morning at some point. And then also we've got the machine coming up tomorrow, hopefully at 3 p.m. with a very special New Year's Eve edition of the machine. So until then, guys, I am out for the night. Have a good night. And I will catch you guys on the flip side. Take care, J.D. Thank you very much. <clears throat> That was, like I said, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, of course, joined us here at the late hour. We do thank you for coming on here as well. On that note here, folks, I want to thank you very much for listening to episode 931 of WCWS Revolution. Of course, I definitely want to thank, as always, uh, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, as well as the Cowboy, Clinton James Smith, as well as, of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross here for joining me here this evening on what, of course, like I said, the, the official final edition of Revolution for the year 2020. When Revolution resumes, of course, here this week. It will be, of course, 2021, of course. <clears throat> so we will we'll definitely look forward to that. And, of course, as J.D. did mention, at some point tomorrow there will be an episode, a special edition episode of WCWF Sports Machine tomorrow. As well as, of course, uh, Shaq bringing you in uh, the, the final wrestling debate of 2020. As well as, of course, I'll be bringing you the final NWO Wolfpack of 2020. Of course, uh, Sports Machine 944-1585-POUND. I don't know what time exactly they're going to have that. The wrestling debate will be on at 7 o'clock, 139-925-POUND. And, of course, episode 284 of NWO Wolfpack, 1385 pound of course at nine o'clock here tomorrow evening <clears throat> check out be sure to check out everything we've got going on in all of our groups here of course on facebook uh, with a lot of great stuff posted of course everything from wrestling matches to sports get to the the to, in, to classic nba games hockey games baseball games basketball games uh just justin's favorite of course people passing gas in public uh all that funny stuff uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, some of course wrestling promos and matches, as well as some ladies matches here as well. We got a whole lot of that posted on all of our groups here in WWF. Be sure to check that out, as well as check out all of our past episodes, of course, on CultureShoot. Uh, listen to some of them here, of course, as well. Be sure to listen in on some of that. <clears throat> but uh, 931 of Revolution is a broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, five years older, continuing to be bolder. <clears throat> the radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. For the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Stone Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, and the Cowboy, Clinton James Smith, Mr. W- Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw here, Saying thank you very much here for joining us here for what was what was a very successful year for Revolution, the Mothership Broadcast in 2020, and we look forward to Revolution, of course, becoming as successful as ever, as we are, ladies and gentlemen, officially 
69 episodes away from hitting the number 1,000th episode mark. Of course, in 2021, uh, will be will be of course uh, will be the year that of course that will definitely here uh, take place here. Uh, that will definitely of course uh, take place here of course here indeed. <clears throat> but uh, be sure of course, ladies and gentlemen, to of course follow my rules to live by. Of course, during the pandemic, keep your hands clean, keep yourself clean, and of course, ladies and gentlemen. Do a whole lot of praying because we need a, we need a whole lot of that. Uh, uh, but uh, we look forward to, of course, bringing some great stuff in WCWS. Of course, here uh, in 2021, we have of course, three more shows to do, of course, here in the radio network. Of course, tomorrow night here to end 2020. And, we'll, of course, we will bring that to you in classic fa- classic fashion here. Of course, as we always do each and every night here, <clears throat> coming up here, uh, coming up here for Sports Machine Wrestling Debate and we'll pack, of course, and of course our, uh, will end of course our the radio network run in 2020. <clears throat> for for now, ladies and gentlemen, take care and God bless. Here we'll talk at you tomorrow with of course Sports Machine Wrestling Debate and Wolfpack. This is of course since 2015 your source for everything. Uh, uh, <clears throat> um, for since 2015, you're a source for everything going on here in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only TWUS Radio Network. Take care and God bless, folks. Tomorrow, here on our final three shows here of 2020. Take care and God bless, there, folks. And please stay safe. Justin, we'll talk at you here tomorrow. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.